I'm stunned by some of the numbers that are associated with vehicle thefts in Canada. And in fact, they're they're rising again. Uh, there's, a, there's a new study by a group, uh, it's an insurance in industry group called Equité Association. It's a non-profit, basically helps to, to try and prevent insurance fraud and crime. They put out some new numbers about the increase in vehicle theft in the last year. In Quebec, 50% increase. Mm-hmm. Pretty much the same in Ontario, 34.5%. I thought when I saw the 18.3% increase in Alberta year to year that that was high yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah. But some of these other numbers are just staggering. How is this happening and where are all these vehicles going? Mm-hmm. Which ones are being stolen? We want to dive into that this morning. Yeah, Sid King- Kingma is the Director of Auto Theft and Vehicle Services uh, for the Western and Pacific Region with the Equity Association. Hey, Sid, welcome to the show. Good morning. Nice Thank to, you for having me. Yeah, nice to have you here. So uh, 50% in Quebec year over year, 48% in Ontario, 34.5% in Atlantic Canada, 18.5% in Alberta. What is going on? Yeah, it's uh, it's it's a real, <clears throat> yeah, it's a tragedy that all our Canadian vehicles are being targeted and, and a lot of them are, are being targeted globally. We're seeing a, a huge increase in the thefts and a huge increase in the, those stolen vehicles being exported out of Canada. And this is full-on organized crime we're talking about. This isn't the, some kids grabbing it for a joyride or whatever. This is organized. It is, uh, it's extensive. Yes, absolutely. I mean, we still do have those uh, crimes of opportunity or, you know, where they steal a vehicle for, you know, a crime platform to commit another crime. But, yeah, the biggest increase for sure is in the exportation and the, the criminal organizations that are, are doing that. So, Sid, give me an idea how, how that works. I mean, how, you know, what what are these uh, organized crime rings? You know, what are they looking for? And, and then how does it work? Is there a, is there a web page in, you know, a country <laughs> overseas that says, hey, I'm looking for a Ford F-150 or whatever it is, yeah, and someone goes yeah. again, like, how does this work? Yeah, well, I, I'd say you, you're, you got part of it there that, you know, there's a demand, right? It's it's simple economics, there's demand for certain vehicles. Um, you know, the pandemic did have an impact on that where car parts, cars, you know, uh, microchips and those kind of things, mm-hmm. the supply chains were all, you know, really hard to get those things. So the demand went up and uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's like there's a demand, say, we've seen our vehicles all across the world in countries like uh, Dubai in uh, you know Morocco, uh, they end up in Belgium and Europe and those kind of places, and uh, it's it's just the demand from the criminal organizations and the, we have uh, a good supply and that's that's kind of match how things match up. So how does this work, Sid? Because I'm assuming that these are not vehicles being flown out by an airplane, <laughs> so they've got to be shipped out on a boat to get overseas. There are only so many ports where you can do that. Surely yeah. that there are authorities that be, that would be a bottleneck. That would be the perfect place to find all these. How do they get out of the country? Yeah, we do actually find quite a few. Um, we have uh, investigators that work with uh, Canada Border Services and the police agencies in the ports in Montreal, Halifax, and St. John's. And we do uh, find vehicles uh, coming through in containers, um, you know, they, even from uh, the Edmonton area or Alberta. And we've seen it even from, from BC where they put on the, they've been put on uh, rails you know, in containers and they are shipped out actually east. And I think that really speaks to their final destination because... We don't see many going out the western ports, but uh, the eastern ports, uh, there's quite a few that get on these containers and they're shipped across. It, it would seem to me, those, I mean, that somewhere along the line that someone would go, okay, well, where did these vehicles come from? And, you know, where's the paperwork for them? And so obviously things are being paid off all the way uh, along the line. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I had a, 
a work trip to Dubai in March and um, visited a used car dealership area. And, you know, there's there's lots and lots of Canadian vehicles. Wow. And they say they're imported from Canada. But, and they are sort of, I could say that. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, we do manage to stop some. But, I mean, there's I don't know if you've ever been to a port or seen how many containers are, yeah. are leaving the country. It's, you know, it's like finding a needle in a haystack almost. Wow. Uh, what kind of vehicles are being taken uh, that that are that are I, I'm trying to visualize a full size Ford F one fifty cruising through the uh, the streets of Europe, and it's, <laughs> my mind isn't working that way. But so, but is that yeah. is that a type of vehicle? Well, the Ford F one fifty sure are sure uh, uh, coveted vehicle, but I wouldn't say um, in the region of Europe. It, we'd say more in in the Middle East, in Dubai, or in the uh, in Africa. Uh, they are a targeted vehicle, but it's 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 all sort of higher uh, higher end like Lexus, uh, Land Rover, um, the higher end Ford F one fifties. You know, we see we see lots of Dodge products, Jeeps. So it's it's a whole wide range spanning almost every manufacturer you can think of. Uh, Sid, I know uh, you were on uh, with our colleague Shay Ganim, I think back in February, mm-hmm. talking about yeah. the big um, the big bust that happened on this, you know, international um, uh, car trafficking ring. What did you learn mm-hmm. from that um, that you, you can apply moving forward here, knowledge-wise, and share with us about what people need to know and what they need to do to protect themselves? Yeah, well, I mean, there's, we do kind of outline a layered approach to sort of protecting your, your vehicle or target hardening it so it's harder for the thieves to uh, to steal. Um, and, uh, you know, there's simple things you can do. Uh, you know, just keep your door cars locked at all times. And I'm, I'm currently at a, a car theft auto, a auto theft seminar, and we've seen it where criminals are targeting high-end vehicles and they'll jam the signal from you to for you to lock your your car on your remote and uh, then they'll you know once you walk away from it not realizing it's still it's unlocked they'll steal it and and even if you do realize it, it's not working just go and lock your vehicle it, it is a big deterrent just um, lock so your vehicle. things like that yeah, yeah. It, i mean it's not gonna it's not gonna stop them from stealing it at all but it is just one first layer um, and then you know there's there's old school mechanical steering wheel locks that again you know they, they can get through them but it's just another layer of security that makes it a little bit more difficult if you have a garage certainly park in it um, a lot of these thefts we see are you know open air parking lots mm. people's driveways those kind of things um, you know if you have if you can put an aftermarket tracker in your vehicle a, a GPS tracker um, you know that certainly helps a lot of them you know, the, that are manufactured now have factory um, installed trackers. But the, the, you know, the thieves that are the organized thieves, they, they know where the locations of the trackers are and they'll remove them. Yeah, so if you add your own, you can put it in a spot where they wouldn't necessarily know where to look. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. How many of these vehicles are ever recovered? Well, um, the exported ones. Um, They're well, gone? Well, <laughs> no, they're not gone. We, we are working on repatriation plans. We do repatriate some. We, we do manage to bring some back. In fact, we're bringing, I think it's about uh, 17 containers back from Malta, mm-hmm. uh, all with Canadian stolen vehicles. So we, you know, we do, we are working on relationships um, globally um, in the customs areas in, in sort of the, the port cities uh, and working with uh, Canada Custom Borders and bringing those, those vehicles back. So, you know, it is a smaller percentage. Um, but uh, hopefully that, that will increase over time. 
It's a it's a fascinating fascinating world, kind of a scary mm-hmm. world at the same time. But uh, it, it must be really rewarding to to do this kind of work. Yeah, it's rewarding when we have success for yeah. sure, and um, you know those developing those relationships globally is is very interesting as well. All right, uh, Sid, thank you very much for joining us this morning. Fascinating stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me. Appreciate yeah. It. Take care, Sid Kingma is the director of Auto Theft and Vehicle Services, Western and Pacific Region for Equity Association. Uh, the Canadian insurance industry lost more than a billion dollars for the first time on vehicle theft claims last year. I was thinking, how much money does it take to yeah. cost to ship all this stuff oh, back? Yeah. Well, <laughs> it's a fraction of a billion mm-hmm. dollars, so mm-hmm. it's well worth it.